Are you looking for a new website to place your bets? Well, I've got the perfect sportsbook for you to check out. TopNotchOdds.com They offer dozens of betting options per game. And with live betting, well, they've got that covered too, offering literally hundreds of live bets every single game. Deposit with Bitcoin, MoneyGram, or credit card. And best of all, withdraw your money within hours of requesting a payout. So start winning money today online at TopNotchOdds.com. This is College Football Weekly. College football like you've never heard it before. Now, here's Will Chambers and Tyler Walji. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Championship week is behind us. Bowl season is ahead of us. Today is December 10th. I'm Will Chambers. To my left, as always, professional better Tyler Walji. Tyler? Hello, William. Uh, 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 how's hello, it going, dude? Hello, hello. What is your middle name again? I should know this. You should. Well, okay, first of all. I want to go Dean. It, it does start with a D, but it, it's uh, it's different. It's not like a everyone. Uh, D'Angelo. I always, yeah, it's definitely D'Angelo. I always tell people um, that, they'll, well, that they would never guess my middle name, and it's because it's not like a, a common name. What it is is it's my, my mother's maiden name. Oh. So uh, my name is William Dinnan Chambers. Dinnan. Yes. D-I-N-N-I-N. D I N N E N. There you go. Ah, But you know what? The fact that you said Dean, I'm going to give you props for that because I can't tell you how many times I've told, like, you and I have been close for years and years and years now. How many times I've told, like, some of my closest, the closest people in my life my name and they don't remember, or my middle name, and they don't remember it, and that's fine. I like, Um, I I remember uh, Jimmy Dean. And so, of course. And I love uh, word association, Will. Exactly. Sausage. See, well, let's not go there, but <laughs> breakfast is the most important meal of the day. No so. doubt about that. Yeah. Um, I got to I got to ask you something, Tyler. So, uh, I don't know, my guess, you know, long-time listeners of the show will know that you're fond of dad jokes and we make jokes about you being I'm not fond of them. I just happen to tell a lot of them. But I think it's because you're fond of them. That's fine. I'm <laughs> I not do, I do I'm think not saying it like an insult. It's I just do like you have I got a couple of knees. Tyler's like he's our resident old man, and so I don't know how deep in the meme game you are, where you, what your awareness is, uh, what what the hottest memes are on the streets now. But have you seen any of these Baby Yoda memes? I actually have. Yes. Okay. Okay. But hold on, haven't we transitioned? Telling you how much I've grown up with the youngsters and (laughs) how hip I am now. Haven't we transitioned from memes to gifts? And isn't it now about being the video version of the memes? No, well, I mean, we don't have to get into the whole like philosophical thing of what a meme is, because technically a meme is just like an idea I've or whatever a theme. Don't, but don't get all smart. No, I know. That. I didn't, I didn't want to okay. like get into that. I don't want to get into the weeds on that. Chambers over yeah, here. But like, uh, no, because memes aren't just like photos technically. It's, I mean, they, you're right. There are, but there's still like gifts can be memes too. I think memes is like its own thing and then gifts are within it. So no, I don't think we've transition but anyway you've you're familiar with the baby yoda meme yes yes them. baby yoda baby yoda is very cute have you seen the show that's from the mandalorian have you watched any of it the mandalorian the mandalorian yeah it's on it's on disney plus it's no, like which no, is i don't one have of the disney new, plus okay so it's a new streaming service yeah and everyone's going nuts over it by the way yeah it's all right I heard it wasn't that good my friends got it and they're really disappointed no it's not great so i i don't have it i'm like uh you know most people with netflix or hulu or whatever uh you know what what I have is I have like a family sharing system. So in my family, my brother has the Netflix account, and I have the Hulu account, and my mom has the HBO account. And then we all share our passwords, it's right? A good system. Yeah, for sure. And so same thing with Disney Plus. It's not mine. It's a friend of mine. 
uh, that, that has Disney plus, but I logged into it. And the only reason why it's not because, you know, I've had this hankering to watch Cinderella recently. Uh, <laughs> it's because of, of this. I'm a big star Wars guy and mm-hmm. this new Mandalorian show, it's a star Wars show oh, okay. and that's where the baby Yoda memes have come from. And so I was, I was interested to, to know if you had seen it at all. Well, I, I've seen the baby Yoda thing. I don't get it really. I've never seen one star Wars in my life, so I don't understand. Yeah. I mean, I know Yoda's like supposed to be old and like wise. Right. And this isn't even actually, I mean, like, you know, I don't think it is. Yoda is like a character. I don't think this is like the baby version of him. I think it's just like someone of, of the same oh, that's species. Stupid. But no, it's, it is the cutest little thing. And I saw one of those memes today and it just made me think about you, uh, not because you're a cute little I'm so Yoda baby. Yeah. Uh, no, just because I was like, I wonder, I, I actually never knew if you were a Star Wars guy or not. So no, can't chalk that up for the record. Tyler, not a Star Wars guy, which is fine. That's not a movie I'd criticize you for never seeing. See, everyone does. And when when I tell people that I haven't seen certain movies, it's it's always one of the first ones. What about Star Wars? Right. Nope. See, but I, that that's in like a whole other category, right? Because you don't strike me as the type of dude that's big into like sci-fi or anything like that. Now, I, to be honest, man, I, I like a lot of different genres. It's not like I dislike it. I just love comedy. So, like, whenever I, I have options, I'm always going to choose a comedy. I love... So, yeah. I just never get around to There's it. There's a couple I'd of rather... really bad jokes in, in Star Wars. <laughs> like, like you know, like, the they, they put those jokes in for, like, the families because all the Star Wars movies have to be, like, PG-13 or, or you know, or okay. better okay. so that kids can go and parents can bring their kids. And so they always throw a couple... Uh, you know, a couple of softballs out there for the young children. All movies have to kind of try, except unless it's like a horror movie or super serious, like Goodfellas. Right. All movies like seems like they try and pepper in a little yeah. humor here, and, and there. even Goodfellas or Goodfellas does that too. Yeah, Goodfellas was a bad example. You know, like like really serious movies or, or that throws uh, a joke in there. Yeah, or, I mean, Goodfellas has some funny moments. No, that's, that's my point. A it's a bad example. Yeah, yeah for sure. But but no, but no they, I get they, they, a lot of movies like they, yeah try and pepper in a little comedy here or there okay so, fair enough okay not to get on too much of a tangent because i'm gonna no, go let's get way in tangent. left field here let's do it i like tangents and, and this is why the fast forward button exists out there you know if you want to get uh, the awards <laughs> we're gonna start talking college football exactly soon. Yeah. i promise we will but uh, and we're doing some awards this week it's gonna be fun but um have you ever heard of the mandela effect yes are you oh. a believer in the mandela no effect? i don't think i am but i, I am love a huge believer you know in the me i'm effect. like that there's like if if we're drawing a Venn diagram of of the Mandela effect, it, it has a lot of overlap with like conspiracy theory people. It and, kind of does. And I love conspiracy theory, so I have heard of it, but no, I don't really believe it. I explain believe, it. To I the, believe uh, in a well the Mandela effect in in, in layman's terms because it's really fucking complicated. But essentially, it's the idea that there are many different timelines and many different universes. And somehow, some way, whether it's our consciousness or our actual being or so, can, can experience one kind of timeline and then sort of be in another timeline. And my whole idea, we're going to get so deep with this, and I did not mean <laughs> to do this, um, but my, my, my whole idea is that with, with that, with life, with deep ideas, with deep, you know, when you ask deep questions, whether it's religion, whatever, if, if the answer is easy and it's simple and it makes sense, I think that's easy for a lot of people to, to 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 digest, but I don't think that's ever the right answer. Things are so complex, we can't even get how things work. You know, the simple little things work, right? Like like like, like science is always readjusting, and we're we're always relearning things. So to 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 say that you know, oh, it's so ridiculous that that we could live in you know this multi universes theory. That sounds ridiculous. Well, any other idea sounds just as ridiculous to me. You sure. Know, you know, so so when when people go, well, that sounds a little far fetched. I'm like, well, 
what doesn't sound far-fetched? Yeah. I mean, think about what you know what's going on here. So I believe in the multiverse theory. I believe that there are endless right. sort of... There's it, a universe it, where how, you're to my right instead of to my left. Yeah. Like it, that kind of my new thing. Sort of, yes. And I mean, people really get wild with it because... I've thought a lot about this, and really, once you get down to, to changing one little thing, it's always a butterfly effect. So, if one thing changes, I mean, shouldn't you know, everything change? Yeah, afterwards? exactly. Yeah. So, ten These years are later, philosophical. Are, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but I believe in the multiverse theory, and therefore, I believe that people can experience different sort of timelines and experience this thing. And, and those who are uh, those who think that the Mandela effect is not a real thing. They they just say it's collective misremembering. So so again to to get back to the Mandela effect, it is where society or a lot of people misremember something happening. And it started and, with people think uh, saying that they claim they remember Nelson Mandela dying. That's how it got its name. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so obviously some he's alive say and that well. He died in the nineties in jail. Right. And a bunch and, of people are people like, "Oh, I remember the funeral and stuff." And obviously right. that that never happened. He's still alive. Exactly. Yeah. But there are a lot of people who say they remember watching the funeral on TV in very specific details and things like that. And then there are other instances that mainly come out in pop culture that have been exposed and so on and so forth. So now that we've laid down what the Mandela effect is and you kind of yeah. understand why, <laughs> um, there's a Mandela effect that a lot of people swear by. Uh, and it's that, uh, who's the gold guy, the gold robot guy? R2, or, uh, C-3PO. C-3PO. Yeah. A lot of people swear that he used to have a silver leg. Like, one of his legs used to be silver. Yeah, okay. I, re I remember seeing this one, actually. Yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of people swear that it was always gold. And so what do you think? And do you remember seeing a silver leg? No, I don't remember seeing a silver leg. I thought he was always, like, that gold kind of brass, copperish color. That's what I how I remember him. And so, yeah, I've seen, like, other examples. The only one that actually, for a second, I was like, you know what? That almost speaks to me was the one about, like, Kazam or Shazam. Yeah, the yeah, Shaq yeah, movie. yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, because uh, uh, actually when I, I remember reading that, I was like, oh yeah, I remember Shazam. I remember that Shaq was in this movie where he's a wizard, but then but, it turns out that never happened and people dude. were confusing it with like Kazam, right? Yeah, Which was with, uh, well, uh, who's the- Sinbad. Sinbad, yeah. <laughs> the guy, the windbreaker guy. <laughs> but no, that one is, is very convincing. That one, because I almost feel like I remember that exactly. as a kid. That was like when we were children. Exactly. Yeah. And that's where it kind of, where the hair raises on, the, on your neck is where you start to experience these things, remember these things. Right. The one that gets me is the Queen song, We Are the Champions. If you go back and listen, the words of the world aren't even in the song. And I vividly remember We Are Wait. the Champions- <laughs> Of the we world, champion. Yeah, yeah. At the end, it goes. Of the no, world. it doesn't. Yes, it does. No, it oh, doesn't. <laughs> if you pull it up right now, I'm going to the I'm end gonna, of the song. I'm going to Google the lyrics it, right it, now. Yes, yes, and it does not say "of the world" in that song. Doesn't yes, say it, it does. No, it Tyler. doesn't. This is part of the whole Mandela effect. Is is people swear hearing it? I swear it was part of it, and it does. Look it up right now. Uh, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> this is driving me insane. Are you looking um, it up? Yeah, I'm looking it up. So yeah, I think I have some good it, music for I this. I wonder if that is... So look, because you're right, because a lot of these... I'm, I'm looking it up right now. There's no of the world. Uh, according to just like the you know the lyrics, uh, Google, Google research that I'm doing, right? But I'm wondering if that is more coming from a thing where like, like, a, like we're all used to singing that song and we all would just sing it with those words, but they never were that way. 
You know what I mean? Like the same thing. And so you start to remember it a certain way. Look, yes. But but I'm not saying memory is a funny thing like that. Yeah, I'm not saying that doesn't happen. As a matter of fact, I think that's probably the case far more often than actually the Mandela effect really happening. Right. But that doesn't necessarily negate the Mandela effect from being a possibility. Just because you can collectively misremember something right. doesn't mean we It's like are. a glitch in the matrix. Yeah, yeah okay, so. that one actually got me because the other yes. ones have all been like, you know what, whatever, that could all be like the man- the actual Nelson Mandela dying one makes sense. I can sense hear him because- saying of the world in my head. Yeah, me oh, too. I can remember singing it myself. Yes, Will. Yeah, yes. <laughs> that, that's freaking me out. That it one's actually... Different, but different some of the line. other examples, because I, I remember watching a YouTube video. I was down a YouTube rabbit hole once. I remember coming coming across the Mandela effect and one of the examples was, you know, the the popular show Sex in the City, and everyone was saying, Sex in the City. everyone was saying, it, it so was, dumb. But, but that's just exactly that's but just that's stupid what people, when dumb people that never read it and yeah. thought it was Sex in the City when the show was always Sex and the City. When I first learned the about show, this. isn't just about people having sex in the city. <laughs> Is it it's, not? It's about their sexual lives and the city, right? When I first learned about the Mandela effect, I was dating a girl at the time who was just dumb as rocks. And so when when I started to tell her about this, she would always be like, oh, look, do you think that's the Mandela effect? And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, my God. So, you know, so I think that's what happens sometimes is people get a hold of that. And they're like, oh, and, yeah, and, but it tra- they run with exactly. it. Exactly. And so that trashes it. And it sounds what does any way? How did we even what does this have to do with Star Wars? The Silver Lake? Uh, right. OK, we were, that's right. That's yeah, how we got to it. Yeah. Interesting. Man, so. I love this. This is a hot start <laughs> to the show. So we'll get into college football now. we got a good show. So we're going to go over uh championship week we're gonna uh go over uh, some of the bowl game matchups the, pl- the final playoff rankings and tyler mentioned it before we are doing the first ever college football weekly awards yes we are we're giving out weeklies kind of like dundies from the office we don't have the trophies yet but if we could get some of these people to no we're setting that we're mailing them to these people that's I'm, right I'm taking it down and we're gonna we're gonna send them out and believe me all of these mm-hmm. people these teams they will put the weekly up with all of their best awards. This is a very highly esteemed award. Oh, this right? is a real thing. This oh, is good. Yeah. And getting my uh, my awards out, my winners was here. That paper? That was paper. Yes. <laughs> it looks like Will. We're going to be sending a lot of these awards to some uh, college football fans on Twitter. So if oh, you, are, yes. Yeah, so really? stay tuned. You, in fact, if you're listening, you may be in the running for an award. So uh, stay tuned. Oh my goodness. Okay. Yes. Now I'm intrigued. Yes. Uh, okay. Well, let's start with championship week. So championship week was Saturday. We had all of the Power Five and the Group of Five conference championship games. And Tyler, we should probably just start with the Friday night game, Utah-Oregon. We were both wrong about that one. Should we actually just start by letting everyone know that you had a 2-0 and a week and that Will... I was going to get there. I uh-huh. wasn't going to just rub it in. Will, uh... Finally, uh, I have my bet board week. He, finally. Yep, he finally came through. Will goes 2-0 and o last week. Yep, and now I, it's 11-4 and f- eleven and four for Tyler. So 11. I'm only seven games back, which bowl season I could absolutely get back in it. If I have a really good bowl season... I could I could tie this up. I could maybe even win it. And that's the thing is if you split everything in a regular season and quote unquote postseason, you're two and zero in the postseason. So oh, you're on yeah. a little bit of a uh, heater. Will. Undefeated since the regular season, lock of the year, man. Mm-hmm. You're gonna make millions, folks. The best, Jerry. The best. <laughs> there you go. Um, but one we were both wrong on was the we both had Utah in the Pac-12 championship game. And the funny thing about this game is that. <laughs> when Oregon, so Oregon was up twenty nothing at halftime. The final score was thirty seven fifteen Ducks. Yeah. When Oregon was up twenty at halftime, all I could think was, oh yeah, 
oh yeah, Oregon's the better team. It wasn't like, oh, I was so wrong to pick Utah. Um, I should have picked Oregon. It was more like, how did I ever convince myself that Utah was better than Oregon? That's, that's all I could feel. You know what? That's so funny you say that. That's exactly how I felt. I'm going, what the hell happened? I got blinded yes. from this whole motivation in, in Oregon last week. It was it's the Arizona like, State game. Yeah, exactly, so exactly. Oregon blew it for themselves by losing the Arizona State uh, in their – that was their second to last game of the regular – it was their 11th game of the season. And at that point, you know, their chances at the playoffs were blown. And so just that bad loss – which where they played terrible for sure, and they didn't look great even the next week against Oregon State. We both sh- what we both should have been saying was Oregon doesn't look like themselves the last right, two weeks. Right. But the second they got on the field against Utah, it was so obvious who the better team was. Oregon, Oregon, they didn't even need. I mean, uh, C.J. Verdell, the running back, he had two hundred two hundred yards, three touchdowns. They were just running all over Utah, abusing yeah, only, them. Only eighteen carries too. Yeah, ab- that's I mean, not a it, lot for two hundred. They yards were abusing them. Huge yeah. big plays. Uh, Twenty nothing at halftime. And yeah, it wasn't. I didn't end up feeling like, oh, I picked the wrong side. It was just like, how did we ever convince ourselves that well, Utah I mean, was better I, than Oregon? I, I felt like I picked the wrong side. I felt like an idiot. I was like, this is ridiculous because I felt like if this game were three weeks ago, I would have been on Oregon. I yeah, would have been on for sure. But what do I always say? And this is actually kind of the funny thing about about picking teams and and, and betting on sports or, or simply just picking winners and losers. And and I always come in here and say. Don't overreact to what you saw last. But it's so difficult to do because I came in here last week and I overreacted to what I saw last. Yep. And I did think a lot of it would be the motivation that Oregon was finally out of contention to make the Final Four. So they really wouldn't have a reason to show up and give max effort. But I don't know, and hindsight's twenty twenty. I don't know that they needed max effort to beat Utah. I mean, they were just so much better on the line, and that's where I, I was kicking myself for not being better on the handicap. I've been right, talking about Utah was favored by what a touchdown. Yes, it yeah. was six and a half, seven points in Oregon up front, offense and defense. The line controlled Utah. Yep, never even close. And uh, yeah, Oregon just ran away with that thing. Yeah, I mean, look, Utah's defensive line is great. It might be the best in the country. It's one of the best, certainly. But Oregon's offensive line is lo- loaded with NFL caliber guys. They had their way. Oregon was definitely motivated. Mario Cristobal, you know, he gets his first Pac-12 championship since being in Oregon. Oregon's first Pac-12 championship game in years. And uh, you got to give him credit because those guys, they were motivated. They came out strong. Justin Herbert really didn't even have to do that much. He didn't have a crazy stat line. Right. And meanwhile, for Utah, they just weren't able to make big plays. Zach Moss, you know, got bottled up. And, and Tyler Huntley just wasn't able to find the big plays downfield like he had been, you know, for most of the year, but maybe this is more just an example of Utah really hadn't played anybody. And and I feel bad for Utah because all week long you had to hear guys like Paul Feinbaum and all the national media guys say, <laughs> "Well, no one even wants to see Utah in the playoff. They don't deserve it, blah blah, they haven't played anybody." And, you know, it ends up killing the Pac-12 because Oregon doesn't have, you know, obviously didn't make the playoff, and they didn't, everyone knew they didn't have a shot, even if they won that game. If Utah won, they probably were in. Yeah, I bet Most they were, but they would have gotten just killed by uh, LSU. Oh yeah, it would have been. I mean, yeah. <laughs> would have been a massacre. So. OU, OU is the the best choice for the sport, but the least exciting choice for sure. Yeah, I almost feel like the the way to go this year because, and maybe we're wrong. Maybe Oklahoma will play great. I don't think they have a chance at upsetting. Maybe it'll be a good game though against LSU. But it almost feels like this year they should just do a round robin between the top three. 
and, <laughs> and have them all play each other twice and see who comes out on top. Yeah, LSU. But, I mean, who knows, man? LSU, it just takes one bad game, and it's true. Oklahoma can do it. They got some athletes. Yeah. Well, speaking of LSU, the SEC championship game, uh, one of my winners in, on the bet board, LSU blows out Georgia 37-10. Georgia couldn't do anything. I don't think they had uh, a touchdown until the fourth quarter. Uh, Joe Burrows just locking up the Heisman week after week. That guy is so good. They put up a ton of points. And for that, look, Georgia, they're not what they have been over the last couple seasons, but they're still a very good team. And for LSU to blow them out like that, I mean, they jumped Ohio State for the number one playoff spot, and I think it's totally fair. Yeah, I thought I thought Georgia's defense was going to play so much better than that. I mean, I expected the under to hit, which I think it still may have because Georgia's offense was so anemic. But look, I mean, LSU went out and proved that, and I think it was very uh, appropriate that the committee named them the number one seed. For a long time this year, I've been saying Ohio State, but after what LSU's done the last couple of weeks, how can you argue with the fact that they're number one right now so look that that just kind of proved me wrong and Joe Burrow I'm not sure if it all came down to Joe Burrow he's a really good quarterback but it's just this offense and the understanding and it's not it's funny the this new passing coordinator Joe Brady he's not just changing things with Joe Burrow and and if you think that he's made Joe Burrow an NFL quarterback you're exactly right but it's not like at practice it's just Joe Brady and Joe Burrow in some room he's working with receivers and you can tell downfield these receivers are running option routes making decisions 10 15 yards down the field they look like NFL receivers this looks like an NFL offense and it's no surprise this guy's coming from New Orleans but I'm just so impressed with LSU and it's this is better for the sport because what's going to happen is these Little things, these tendencies at LSU are showing the rest of the country, these concepts. Football's a copycat game. The sport is going to get better from California all the way to the East Coast, and this is a good thing right now. Joe Brady showing these these new that these new schemes can work in college so it helps us you know the fans it helps these teams I think it's a great thing what LSU is doing I was certainly wrong though about how good this LSU offense is yeah you said it man their receivers Justin Jefferson Jamar Chase they have another guy this is the year of the receiver there's so many good receivers across the board uh there's gonna be probably 15 to 20 NFL teams that will be able to draft a a really good receiver at some point during this draft. I think we could see I think we could see 10 receivers go in the first two rounds for sure. Yeah, it's crazy. And, and there's I, so many good receivers. There's a lot, and that's why I think it's kind of weird that you're seeing so many receivers declare this year. It's a huge yeah, heavy I wide th- receiver draft. You're right. I think that you'll see guys some guys out. stay back and say uh, maybe oh. my stock will be higher next Hopefully. year. Hopefully. Once you announce you're leaving, can you come back? No, you can't. Not not in uh, in football. I think they might have amended those rules in basketball. Like I know in basketball, you can uh, you can speak with an agent. Like in football, still you can you can ask the NFL what your what your draft grade you know is right. kind of projected to be, and then decide. But no, once you have left and signed your draft papers, you cannot come back. Yikes! They should um, change that. Yeah, I agree. But even still, a bunch of those guys are going to get drafted. So yeah, good on LSU. They get the number one seed. Uh, they jump Ohio State, who was in the Big Ten championship game against Wisconsin. The Buckeyes down twenty-one to seven at half. Bucky Badger looking tough as hell, and then in the second half, it was all Ohio State. They scored twenty-seven unanswered. Uh, they end up winning thirty-four twenty-one. Am I allowed to talk about a halftime bet I made, or should I just say good job, Ohio State? Talk about it. Are you sure? Talk about it. Uh, minus six and a half plus 
250. On Ohio State? Yes. Oh, my At God. At halftime. I know. Where did you get that number? Bovada. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. I know, right? Seriously, I, I would have taken that it was all day. An alternate, Good for you. It was an alternate line, obviously, how you get the plus 250. Still. But, yeah, plus six and a or, uh no, no. Did I say plus six and a half? No, you said minus. Okay, even mi- still, yeah. that's so, a yeah. really good. I know, I mean, right? I know. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that's an easy bet just to win by a touchdown in the second yeah, half, dude. Well, um, no, no, it was still for the game. Not oh, just second, right, but not even just second half. But yeah, still, they were still, man. It still felt like Ohio touchdown. State was going to come back. That's although how, that's how I felt, and I was talking to my Ohio State, well, a mutual friend of ours. He's an Ohio State fan. And he's like, you know, Shout second half, Joe. they're going to, yeah. He goes, second half, they're going to come back. They're going to come back. And I'm just, half of me is like, he's just being a fan. He's just being. He's just being Joe. Yes, being Joe. <laughs> but then the, the other half's like, you know what? Wisconsin doesn't have it to keep it up. And yeah. If you push Ohio State against a wall, you're going to get a mad response. Right. They're going to hit you back with that hook. That's why if you beat Ohio State, it's weird. I think that there's like a formula to it. And not that any team wants to specifically tank the first half but if you poke that bear in the first half and get that big lead they're going to come back in the second half you know you you have to be eye to eye with ohio state till the fourth quarter and then finally you know yeah i mean that's I an don't interesting know your, strategy i know yeah that that that, that, that may be the most <laughs> no, ridiculous thing you. i've ever said on the show but you know what i mean if you if you poke that bear like i said wake him up in the first half good luck in the second half man see i almost feel like wisconsin had the right strategy it's like let's a, you know, first of all, they played earlier in the year, so Wisconsin knew what they, whatever they did the first time, didn't work because they got <laughs> yeah. blown out. So they came, they got some recon, they came back, and they played super. I mean, God, how good is Justin T- or Jonathan Taylor? He is a freak. That guy was running all over the place. He had a huge game, not as big as J.K. Dobbins, but he still had a great, a great game for Wisconsin. They came out, punched him, and it was, it looked like it was going to be fourteen seven at halftime, and then Wisconsin scores right before the end of the half to make it a 14-point lead, 21-7. At that point, it was like, oh, my gosh. Because before that, it was always like, well, Wisconsin's leading. This doesn't feel great. Yeah. Uh, and then when they get that, that touchdown to go up 14 and a half, it was like, oh, my God, is this actually going to happen? Do you want to hear my Ohio State joke yeah, of the week? I do. What did Ohio State's quarterback say to Ohio State's running back? Actually, this may make it better. What did Ohio <laughs> State's quarterback You're say to Ohio on- State's running back after he told him a joke? <laughs> What? <laughs> J.K. Dobbins. Oh, boy. I thought you were going to go with like the obvious one, like, oh, you're such a nut. You no, know? That, that, see, that is obvious. Is. Well, my humor is very, it's it's past the obvious. Uh, it's yeah. yeah, you're right. It's very uh, suave. No, I like that. That was that was solid. Okay, sorry to derail you over there, Junior. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're fine. You're good. Um, no, I mean, Wisconsin played great, and then they got shut out in the second half. Justin Fields obviously is not... 100%. He, he's wearing the knee brace from the knee injury he picked up in the Michigan game. He didn't look good the first half at all. He looked shaky. He didn't look comfortable. He finishes the game strong, though. He ends up 19 for 31, 300 yards almost, and three touchdowns. So he had a big game. Some of those throws he made were huge for that one. But, yeah. uh, you know, it, it that was enough, I think, to – with the combination of LSU – Blowing out Georgia and Ohio State struggling against Wisconsin is exactly what did them in for for losing that number one seed. A hundred percent. And and I think if you look at what Ohio State did this season, week to week, I was always saying Ohio State's the best team. There's no doubt about it. But again, LSU, their schedule, their their, their complete resume, the way they ended the season with that exclamation point. There, there's no way you can't give them the number one seed. I have no problem with that whatsoever. Yeah, me neither. It seems like the committee got it right. Like I haven't heard. Yeah, yeah. Totally. You're, you're hearing like almost no complaints from anyone at this point. Whereas yeah. in the years past, it's always been like, oh, yeah. they left out the wrong team. It was they did it right this year. 
Um, and they definitely got some help along the way. Speaking of ending the season on an exclamation point, Clemson, uh, Virginia in the ACC championship game, Clemson favored by 28 and boy, do they cover, uh, they beat Virginia 62 to 17. Yowzer. Yikesers. That's a lot. And Virginia is a good team, man. Like good on them. They got to the ACC championship game for the first time ever. They won their, the coastal division and Clemson is just so good. But they've been, and we've talked about it, other people have talked about it across the country, they've been the team in the shadows. You know, yeah. No one's been talking about them, but that's the scary team right now. And I wore my orange today for a reason. I think Clemson is the team right now, if you look at the odds in Vegas, there's, there's value on Clemson. They're for not sure. getting any respect right now. The toughest game is going to be probably their first game. I mean, I, I really believe that. If LSU, because think about this. What LSU does best, Clemson can stop. Clemson knows Dabo Sweeney is the best suited coach in the country, in my opinion, to stop this Joe Brady LSU offense. Interesting. Dabo Sweeney. Or at least slow it down, right? Exactly. Yeah, maybe not stop, but to slow it down. Dabo Sweeney knows how to run these concepts. He's been around. What LSU does well, Clemson also has done well in the past, can do well. Deshaun Watson ran that offense honestly to perfection that had so many similarities to what they're doing right now at LSU so you give Dabo Sweeney a couple weeks to get ready I really think that he is the coach right now that I'd put my money on to not not stop like you said but slow down this LSU offense right now so yeah that seems totally fair Brett Venables the offense or defensive coordinator for Clemson long time he He, owes me money he's one of the best in the whole in the whole country uh, people keep saying he's going to leave for a head coaching job one day, and yet he keeps staying. He keeps churning it out. And Dabo has proved himself, like you said. He's one of those coaches where you give him a month to prepare for a team, he's going to come out with an incredible game plan. I think you're right. Right now, uh, definitely from an odd standpoint, Clemson, Clemson would be my bet to win it all just because I'm sure you can probably get you know the best odds besides Oklahoma there. Right. Um, yeah, and, that, that, and they that, honestly might be the best team. I mean, I know they haven't played anybody, and there's all the, the questions about their schedule, but they're probably – them and, and LSU are the two hottest teams right now, right? No, no doubt about that. And that's the thing is L- or Clemson still could be the best team in the country. They haven't played anybody. Yeah. And this is the thing with college football. If Clemson had LSU's schedule, we'd know a lot more about Clemson right now. Oh, yeah, how for good sure. they are. So I just think there's the most value on them because, like you said, there's a very good chance they still could be the best team right now. Uh, they're not getting priced that way. Yeah, and they're the reigning champion, and they're undefeated. Like in any other past year, if you won the championship last year and you entered the year number one and you went undefeated, you'd still be number one. But you know, because yes, because exactly. of their schedule and whatnot, I I get it. But uh, they're kind of my pick, I think too. And, and I think there's going to be a bit of a, a disrespect card for Dabo Sweeney to yeah, play. Yeah, the there's still a chip on the shoulder there. Exactly. So uh, then with the Big Twelve championship game. This was the other one that was on the bet board where I had it right, thankfully. Yeah. Oklahoma beats Baylor 30-23 to in overtime. This was a, a really fun game. Um, th- uh, Baylor's starting quarterback, um, help me out with his name. He, he went out with an injury in the first or second quarter. Um, man, this is killing me right now. Uh, Charlie Brewer. Charlie Brewer, thank yeah. you. So he was injured. The backup comes in. The backup is struggling. They go to the third string guy, yeah. and he gets him in the game, and all of a sudden Baylor's back in it. They had a chance to win that game. If it wasn't, there was a, a play late in the game where Baylor looked like they were going to break a touchdown, and then an OU defender chased him down, got the tackle, saved a touchdown, 
force uh, uh, Baylor to take a field goal. That that probably saved the game for Oklahoma. Absolutely right saved the game for him. I thought he was going to miss that field goal too. I'm like, there's no <laughs> way he makes that. This. Would be very yeah. But they forced overtime, and I mean, I couldn't believe how good Baylor looked, man. Yeah, I, they're tough, man. Matt, Matt Rule do, does a great job there. But Oklahoma gets the job done, so they get the fourth spot in the playoff seed. Yeah, and we mentioned it before. The new, uh, the final top four is LSU one, Ohio State two, Clemson three, Oklahoma four. Man, that that Ohio State Clemson game is going to be one for the ages. I hope yes, that Justin sir, Fields will. is healthier or healthy by the time he comes back. Because if he's not, I don't have much faith that they can pull it off. Right. And I just think that game is going to be incredible. I can't wait for that game. I agree. Um, you want to do some. Coaching turnover updates. A couple quick updates. Yeah, a couple uh, updates here. You're fired. Actually, here, you told me we were debating, should we play that one? Should we get some different, you're fired? You said, get the Arnold Schwarzenegger, you're yeah, fired? Yeah, because he took over. No, yeah. He and took the, over for, for but the But did you Donald. know that he doesn't say, you're fired? Oh, I just imagine in his awesome Arnold voice, he'd be like, you're fired. No, here's what he says. You're terminated. Uh. Hasta la vista. Baby, <laughs> is that That's ridiculous? So or what? I mean, I, I didn't know that because I never watched the show. I never watched The Apprentice yeah. or whatever. That's so anymore. much better. You're terminated. Well, the funny thing is that I don't think anyone else has really been fired since we did the firing update last week's show. Yes. So that's when we probably should have been playing. Those oh, drops. sorry. You're fired. <laughs> Tyler is fired. The producer needs to. The producer here needs to. You're terminated. Hasta <laughs> la vista, baby. That's so good. Uh, yeah. No, we now we need a. You're hired. Um, because we've got some think some Donald coaches Trump taking some of those jobs. So I feel like we need to start with the elephant in the room, the best one of all. Lane Kiffin's back. Hey-o. He gets the Ole Miss job. I love it. Look, Lane, I don't want Lane Kiffin to be the coach of Michigan anytime soon. I never want him to be the coach of my team because I don't <laughs> think he's particular, particularly a great coach. But I love that he's back in the SEC and he, he's a head coach again because – He's so headline worthy. He tweets hilarious stuff. He says hilarious shit. I just love it. Uh, and Lane Kiffin's back at Ole Miss. He's back, baby. It's going to make the SEC that much more interesting, man. Oh yeah, for sure. And, yeah, and Ole like Miss it. is perfect for him because uh, you say that? I don't know. It's you know with the how it was under Hugh Freeze, where it was like a spread offense style. It seemed like that was where Ole Miss had their best you know chance to recruit it was just to get speed guys out there and and move the ball around a lot. And they were kind of doing that a little bit this year, but. Um, I'm just interested to see how Lane Kiffin will do because we haven't seen him as a head coach in a while now. Not since he, uh, you know, got fired no. on the tarmac at, at USC many moons ago. He's only been an assistant or a head coach at FAU most recently, and so for him to be back in the in the Power Five and most importantly the SEC over under years till he's fired. Uh. Two and a half. Yeah, I mean, that sounds about right to me. And what would you take? Would you go over or under? I'd go over because Ole Miss uh, is – who else are they going to get? That's true. So they'll give him also, at least three years. All it takes is like one bad Lane Stupid Kiffin year, Lane and then Kiff- he does something stupid. One Kiffin fuck up, and yeah. then he'll be out. Or another good team offers him a job, and he just bails on him like he did to Tennessee. Well, like uh, the famous Lil Wayne once said, smoke weed, talk shit like Lane Kiffin. Yeah. And true words have never been spoken. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mike Norvell from Memphis. He takes the job at Florida State. He coached there. Uh, he won the championship game, the a- AAC, the, yeah. the American for Memphis against Cincinnati. And uh, he immediately leaves. He's not going to coach them for the bowl game. He leaves to take the Florida State job. Um, you know, he seems like one of those jobs where look every 
it seems like almost every time a team hires a a coach, it's everyone's always like, "Well, this is the right hire. Look, this guy's been successful." Because nah, no that. one hires a bad coach, right? One that is losing, at least to a when you're moving up as far as programs go, right? But it's just we don't know how a lot of coaches. It seems like have been successful at teams in the AAC or specifically at Memphis and then go elsewhere and they struggle. So I'm interested to see how he'll do at Florida State if he can bring him back. I mean, yeah, everyone's good in the job interview, but once yeah. you're out there, it's a lot different. I think that anyone's an upgrade, though, over Will Taggart. <laughs> Willie Taggart, sir. Whatever. He's an adult named Willie. Um, <laughs> Clemson co-offensive coordinator Jeff Scott is leaving to, to what coach. What a boring name. Jeff Scott. He's got a double first name name. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's a good one. Uh, Jeff Scott, he goes to Southern Florida. Um, I don't know. Actually, I'm not sure if he I'm, – I'm guessing in most cases they leave and just go to the new school. So I'm guessing he's not going to be there for Clemson's playoff push, but I could be wrong. That could have an interesting effect on the games there uh, with him being the co-offensive that's coordinator. That's a good point. Uh, Missouri, they hire – I love this guy's name, by the way. One of the best names ever. Eli Drinkwitz. Drinkwitz. He was the <laughs> the head coach at Appalachian State. He took over for Scott Satterfield, who left to go to Louisville this year. He led Appalachian, Appalachian State. State. Just a factory, man. Yeah, man, it is. <laughs> it for sure is. They just won the Sun Belt uh, yeah. the, uh, on Saturday. The Sun Belt Championship game, they won that. And he leaves, and he's going to Missouri. Arkansas hires Sam Pittman. I didn't know this guy. He was an assistant at Georgia, but I think he was a Arkansas grad. So a lot of stuff happening in the SEC and that whole area, the South. Uh, a lot yeah, of big surprise. Being, uh, all these schools trying to get a piece of what's going on down there. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Uh, that's all I got for that. Now, Tyler, I think we wanted to play a little game. Yes, yes. Should we play that right now? Yeah, let's do the game. All right. Well, the game that we have for today is real bowl game or fake bowl game. Okay. Tell yes. me how this works. Uh, simple rules. I give you a bowl, and this does not have to be a modern bowl. This could have been from any point in time. Okay. You okay. tell me, easy. You tell me, real bowl or fake bowl. I wonder if I'm going to remember any of these because I have, you know, I've been an avid college football fan for a while, so I'm interested to see how I do here. How many? How many do we have? We have one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> I've got like eleven. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Eleven. Yeah, okay. All right. First up, the Wingstop.com Citrus Bowl. Oh yeah, that's real. That is indeed fake. What? Yes. Wingstop has never no. sponsored a bowl. No. Or, or or is this a trick where they sponsored like the but not the, the Citrus bowl. bowl? I did not find any bowls that they sponsored. Really? Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, what are you doing, Wingstop? Get with the program. Yes. All right. So zero and one. Zero and one so far. Can you keep your record over there? Uh, yeah. I'm on it. Two and one. Yep. Okay. Oh, and one. Number two, uh, the dicktowel.com bowl. <laughs> That's fake. Okay. <laughs> one and one. Jiffy Lube Continental American Bowl. That's real. <laughs> that is fake. No way. <laughs> that oh, is I didn't indeed. think you could come up with that. Okay. Fake, yes. All right. The Poulon Weed Eater Independence Bowl. That's real. <laughs> I remember that one. That is real. I remember. From 1991 <laughs> to 1997, Poulon Weed Eater sponsoring. I remember the – I always yeah. refer to it as the Weed Whacker Bowl. <laughs> Uh, let's stay on the Independence Bowl. The Duck Commander Inter Independence Bowl. Also real. I remember yes, that one too. Indeed, indeedy, sir. Duck two for Commander. two there. What is Duck Commander? Did we look? We should. I don't know. I know Duck Dynasty. <laughs> okay, give me the next one. I'm going to look up Duck Commander. Uh, the GalleryFurniture.com Bowl. Fake. That is actually real. That's a real <sighs> bowl. That was Gallery played Furniture. in 2001 in Houston. Okay, so Duck Commander. 
is it's owned by the Duck Dynasty guys. Then it's Duck Get Calls. Get the hell out of here! No, they, they do Duck Calls for hunters. So there you go. Duck Commando. <laughs> yes, there you guys for sure. go. You can send me a check in the mail. <laughs> All right, uh, the Papa John's dot com bowl. That's real. That is real. 2006 to 2010. Uh, bonus points if you can tell me where it was played. Louisville. Birmingham, Alabama. No, oh, I know that Papa John was a <laughs> Kentucky guy. That's why I guessed that. All right. The Domino's Pepperoni Bowl. Fake. That is fake, Will. Yes. Uh, the Salad Bowl. <laughs> that sounds like something that would be inappropriate on Urban Dictionary. Um, the, <laughs> the Salad Bowl. I'm going to guess that that is real. How the fuck would you guess? <laughs> yes, it's real. I'm trying to stump you over here, man. Well, because I... It was I, played from 1947 to 1955 in Philadelphia. Well, clearly, the I remember that, bowl. Tyler. I remember those. <laughs> the salad bowl was riveting. Yes. Yeah. All right. The, uh, cherry, the cherry Bundy Tart Cherry Boca Raton Bowl. <laughs> There's no way that you made that up, so it has to be real. That's good reasoning there. That is actually <laughs> a real bowl. And uh, last but not least here, the Cheez-It Bowl. That one's real. That yes, season bowl last year. Congratulations, Will. Okay. So how, we had uh, three losses to eight wins, eight and three. Now, if you could only pick uh, college games like oh, you do that. Oh, don't say that, Tyler. Mm, well. All right. This thank you goes out to Woos Media. So you guys know that this podcast, the College Football Weekly Podcast, is under the Woos Media umbrella. Woos Media has a bunch of podcasts, but it's not just podcasts. So if, if anyone out there owns a business, Woos Media does marketing as well, online marketing. So you can check them out online at woosmedia.com. They can do cool, specific... Look, are you ever on your phone and you're Googling something, you know, you're shopping for something, you Google it, and then you go to Instagram or you go to Facebook or whatever, and all of a sudden you start seeing those creepy ads that, that are for the exact thing you were just talking about or the thing you were just Googling... When you're the customer, you're saying, wow, that's terrifying. What's happening? This is some kind of dystopian future. I don't like it. But if, if you're a business owner, that's exactly what you want. That's how you get customers in. You want to get the people that are trying to get your product specifically. So if you're a business owner, small business, large business, whatever, you can check out Woos Media and, and they can help you out with your business marketing. Check them out online, woosmedia.com. All right, Tyler. Let's do the first ever... College Football Weekly Awards. We'll give out some weeklies. Should we do it? Yeah, let's do I, it. Now, I, I've got a little intro prepared here. Can okay. I can I play my intro for yeah, you? Yeah, of course. All right. Here, let's get it uh, pulled up here. Oh, I, I like, like this. This is, is professional. Isn't this fancy? We should be wearing tuxedos right now. <laughs> you know what? We are. For all the listeners out there, Tyler and I, we're wearing our finest tuxedos. Actually, I'm wearing a tuxedo. Tyler's wearing... The hottest gown <laughs> by Ralph Lauren right now. He's killing the red carpet, just so everyone out there knows. He looks beautiful. You want your intro? <laughs> yes. All right. And it's time for the 2019 Weekly Awards. Now, here's your host with the most. He's number 10 in the scorebook, but number one in your hearts, Will Chambers. Number 10 in the scorebook? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Who's... I know I'm behind you, Tyler, but I'm in tenth place. That's hurtful. Well, I mean, like number ten in the like your jersey number is number ten. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see what you're saying. So I thought you were saying you're, I was like ranked tenth. No, in your some jersey category. number is number ten, but you're number one in everyone's hearts. Okay. Well, you're the cool. man, you're man Thank of the people. You. Thank you very much. So what we've got here, we've got uh, we've got about a dozen or so awards here to give out. 
So we've got some standards. We've got like game of the year. You know, we've got some other ones, but we've got some fun ones too. So we'll start off. Should I keep the music going or should we fade the music? I think out? we'll fade it out. Okay, yeah, the music the music will be a bit much for the whole thing. I think. <laughs> um, and, and I also pulled this. Should we be doing any of this or is this just too obnoxious? And the winner is. I think I'm cool with that. Okay. Yeah. You know, we can do a drum roll. Let me know if it gets to be. Do you too have much. any uh, wrap it up music queued up? You know, <laughs> <laughs> in case in case I go a little bit long, you can shut me up. I don't we don't actually. actually think we, I we, do. don't, we don't need to wrap it up music. <laughs> is that all right? <laughs> no, that won't work. That's okay. I won't go long. So first award is the college football person of the year. Okay. So Tyler, tell me who's your who's the person of the year for 2019 college football season? My <laughs> college football person of the year would be. How can you go wrong with Ed Orgeron? I don't want to be chalk here. I don't want to be so obvious. Best coach of the year. Best overall uh, person this year in college football. If I look at any coach, any player, any mascot was on the list, any even media personality, I think they're involved too. It has to be Ed Orgeron. He did the most. He outperformed expectations. You look at LSU's schedule, they may have played the toughest schedule this year in all of college football. They only got better. And it's one thing to do it. I don't want to discredit what Clemson's done, but it is one thing to do it with an easier schedule, and it's another thing to do it beating Alabama, winning the SEC. Ed Orgeron is my person of the year. Yeah, I had the same thing. I got Coach O as well. Um, you said it, man. I mean, he's been – not only is he successful and LSU is having their best their best year, you know, in probably a decade, they're, they're playing great. To me, it's just more that, like, Coach O is amazing and he's electric and, and he's everyone just wants to be around him. He's got such great energy. Everything he says is hilarious or awesome. Uh, he gets f- hyped up in the locker room. We're going to beat their ass in recruiting. We're going to beat their ass every time they see us. Oh, God. You understand that? Yes, sir. Roll tight. What? Fuck you. Yeah! Coach O is the best. I wish that I knew him. I want to be friends with him. I would work for him. I'd get his coffee. I'd do anything for Coach O. Uh, he's the best. I hope that he is in college football for the rest of our lives. I hope he never leaves us. So college football person of the year, Coach O gets the award. 100%. Was there anyone else who you were debating, or was it just Coach O or Bust? No, he was the first one I thought about, yeah. and I didn't feel any reason to, to pick anyone else. I mean, I, I thought about maybe doing Joe Burrow, but to me it's just all kind of wrapped up in the <laughs> Coach O thing, to be honest with you. So well, You know what they say about these awards, Will. If you want to get a nomination, you got to play the game. That's very true, exactly. and they've been playing the games. Um <laughs> So nice. let's see here. Next up, we've got the game of the year. I'm interested to see what your uh, what your answer is here, but I'll go first. To me, like we had a lot of really great options here. LSU versus Texas. This was the one. I know that Texas uh, finished the, the year poorly. I think they have five losses. They're seven and five on the year. But when this game happened, Texas was highly ranked, and they were just a different team. They were better than they took LSU to the brink. I thought this was you know every year there's big. Uh, there's big non-conference matchups, and this was the biggest, and it was a great game. It came down to the wire. LSU scored. It, it, it was one of those games where the last team with the ball uh, was going to score and was going to win, and that's exactly what happened. I thought it was the best game. There were a lot of good games to choose from, but that was, that's what I picked. You know what's funny is when I was coming down to all my games, there were two that I had, and they're both LSU games. 
but not the Texas game. Right. It was LSU Alabama and LSU Auburn. They both play, and both those games were so good. I'm going to go LSU Alabama, just so high scoring. That back was and such forth. a good one, too. Yeah, it seemed yeah. like whoever had the ball last was going to end up winning. So I'm going to go LSU Bama for my game of the year. Yeah, that was my second option. So you really can't go wrong with that one. That one had a comeback in it, and then it had the shoot out the end. So there were a lot of good games to pick from. But Maybe we bought yeah. LSU also in both. Yeah, both, I know. So. <laughs> exactly. We're uh, not so different, you and I. <laughs> God, I love that drop so much. Um, next up. The non-Heisman player of the year. So the, w- the way this is going to work. Is that a little premature there? A little premature. <laughs> yeah. a little premature. Obviously, they, they can't be on the Heisman list, but it also doesn't have to be just like the best player. It could just be like your favorite player or whatever. And I kind of cheated on this one. So my non-Heisman player of the year, receivers. I know I mentioned it before, and this seems like You're a cheating way. going receivers? It's all. There's that so is many. so cheap. There's zero receivers oh. on the Heisman oh. list. Oh, you're fired. Jerry, uh, Jerry Judy at Alabama. First of all, all of Alabama's receivers. Jerry Judy, Ruggs, uh, Waddle. Then you go to LSU, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson. They're loaded. CeeDee Lamb in Oklahoma. KJ Hamler at Penn State. Once you get past these guys, you got the Talon Wallace guy at Oklahoma State. Michigan has some great receivers. Ohio State, loaded with receivers. There's so many good receivers. None of them made the Heisman list. I've loved watching them. This has been the most fun year to watch, and I can't wait to watch these guys through the NFL because I really think that people are going to look back on this year, specifically 2019, and say, oh, my God, I can't believe we actually had a year where we had this many guys. I think a lot of these guys could be NFL Hall of Famers one day, and we're going to look back on this year. You know, Years in the future, we're going to say, wow, that year was incredible. We'll never see one like that ever again. No, I agree. Great receiver class, and, and we mentioned it earlier. That's why I wonder why so many receivers are coming out. I'm going to go at receiver. I'm going to go a homer pick here. LaVisca Chenault. He played for Colorado. He didn't have maybe a Heisman caliber. Another awesome receiver, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Great season or great uh, receiver. This year, he averaged 13 and a half yards a catch. Only two touchdowns on the year. So a lot of people may look at his stats and say, what are you talking about? When you watch this guy play, he's electric. He actually may transition to more of an H-back in the NFL, but he was so good this year in the Pac-12. He's been so good for so long for the University of Colorado. If you... I've heard people from around the country, you know, uh, uh, who are scouts or who do podcasts who focus on the draft. Everyone's talking about this guy. So don't let him fly, fly under your radar. LaVisca Chanel Jr. coming out of CU, my player of the year, who not a lot of people are talking about. Do you think he's the best receiver in CU history? I mean, maybe not even statistically, but is he the best? I mean, who else? Who, who would he be, be competing I mean, with? Ben Kelly. Um, so he probably is, right? I mean, he might not have as many touchdowns as he's probably got the yardage record, right? Maybe not the touchdown mm-hmm. record. I would, I don't, I'm, I'm going to, I mean, you look at certain guys from the 90s. Yeah, um, they had some guys then. But even still, those teams didn't throw as much, you know? I, I wonder where he'd be a stack on, on that list. But just your personal list, would you put him as what you would think is the best Talent receiver? Talent-wise, probably top three. Okay, yeah. wow. Yeah. yeah, he's great. Uh, a lot of great receivers I do have a C.D. Lamb joke. Uh, I like C.D. Lamb, but uh, I wouldn't draft him. He's a little too sheepish for me. Man, that joke was bad. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> uh, next award up on the list, Welcome Back Award. The Welcome Back of the Year. This award's going out to anyone that Maybe was gone. Maybe they're out with injury. Maybe it's a coach that came back, and they came back and had a good year. My welcome back award of the year goes to 
Mac Brown of North Carolina. Did you look at my notes before the show? So uh, I, they actually, I just saw this. They actually just changed the fight song at uh, at North Carolina, the Tar Heels. Mm. Do, can we pull that up? Do you have the new sure. fight song, Tyler? I don't. Yeah, you, ha- you have it queued up. I thought. Of course, I do. Yeah. Did you ask me to do that? <laughs> oh, well, you're looking at me like <laughs> it's the soundbite that I remember the song that we have ready. Oh, you're just ruining my joke, Tyler. Oh, that that that's, that's how you're leading into that's that. That's the new that's the new fight song at North Carolina. Yeah, go ahead and play it for everybody, would you? Real clever, Will. I had no go. idea that that's, that's where you were going. That's right. I had you ready for that song. I mean, I figured you'd get it by the name, Return of the Mac, Mac Brown. And apparently we both have Mac Brown. You said it. So I, I thought for sure you'd be ready for it. No. Mac Brown is back. Not at all. The Return of the so, Mac. Sorry about that. You'll well. have to excuse my friend. <laughs> He's a little slow. Yeah. Apologize, I, I really, everybody I really out thought there. that you would get that one. <laughs> no. I hinted pretty heavily. Way over my head. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Mac Brown, he came back. He had many years off, obviously, after he uh, retired from the head coach of Texas. He goes back to North Carolina where he was a uh, coach, head coach there for like an, a, almost a decade, I think, before he went to Texas. He comes back. I know their record is only, they're what, uh, five and seven this year or six and six. It's not a great record, but they started off the year with a big win against their rival South Carolina. They almost beat Clemson at home in like week five. Uh, that was some signature stuff. Sam Howell, the true freshman quarterback, uh, he's played great under Mac Brown. He has almost 4,000 yards passing, a bunch of touchdowns, very few interceptions. And I kind of feel like North Carolina is back. It seems like Mac Brown is, is going to turn that program around very fast. I expect them next year to be even better. I think they could be an eight or nine win team next year. And Mac Brown is my uh, he's my welcome back of the year. You gotta like this, right? This is a classic jam for anyone out there who doesn't know. Mark Morrison, Return of the Mac. This this song this is over under eighty nine million views on YouTube. Over, over. Yeah, I mean, this is baby-making music right here. <laughs> this is good stuff. And and uh, Mac Brown is back. It's the return of the Mac. And Tyler, you had the same thing? Well, I have two actually here, so it works out well. I will go my option that you didn't choose. Um, it's kind of a different, uh, a different award for me here because I didn't necessarily go gone before this year, okay? Jalen Hurts, though. Yeah, that's, my that's a com- good one. Yeah, that's my comeback because he was that so totally good works. for Alabama, lost his job to Tua, Came back this year, gets Oklahoma to the Final Four. I think you have Heisman to finalist. Exactly. Yeah. I think you have to mention his name when you're talking about guys who had comeback years. Jalen Hurts certainly uh, near the top of the list for me. For sure. Um, okay. Next award up, the relegation award. Uh oh. So Tyler, I know he's a big soccer guy. He bets on a lot of uh, Premier League. For those that aren't familiar with relegation, I actually think this is a very cool thing they have in the Premier in Premier League soccer. I think they do it. They do it in other like Italian league oh, soccer yeah. and stuff. Oh, yeah. So the way it works is there's the top league. You know, you could consider that it's almost like in baseball where there's the major league and they have minor leagues below. And so what they do is every year in these leagues. So an example is in the in the Premier League in the English Premier League. The bottom is it the bottom two or the bottom four teams? Uh, bottom three. The bottom three. If you finish as one of the last three teams in the league, which I believe is, what, 20 teams? Is that 20, right? Yep, yep. 20 teams. You get relegated. You are now in the second league. You're out of the Premier League. In the and top the three best teams exactly, in the second league. Yep. Exactly. The best three from the second 
level league move up and every year there's relegation there's teams that move up and it makes it really exciting and i kind of wish we had that in college football so what we're going to do is we're making an award here we're giving out it's really not much of an award because teams don't want to hear this but it's the relegation award it can go to players teams whatever that should be relegated because they suck yeah so my relegation award goes to the pac-12 no! I'm relegating. Will? <laughs> no! I'm relegating the Pac-12. That's my conference you talk about. They are now That's a group of five team. <laughs> We're bringing up the American. The AAC is power five, and here's some evidence for it, right? Look, Utah, Southern Cal, and Oregon are very good teams, great teams even. Uh, beyond that, I was looking at some of the stats here for the Pac-12. There are 12 teams in the, in the Pac-12, obviously, all nine, except for Utah, USC, and Oregon, they n- all nine finished below 500 in conference play. I don't <laughs> even know how that's mathematically possible. <laughs> they all play each other. I know they can't play every single team in the conference. They only have a nine-game schedule, and there's 12 teams. But mm. even still, I've been trying all day. I'm not a uh, you know a mathematician. I don't uh, I don't finish equations at night, uh, Goodwill Hunting style. <laughs> and how do they all play each other? And all but three end up with a, a less than no 500 idea. record against each other. Absolutely, it no doesn't idea. make sense, no, does it? I don't know. So a bunch of the four and five is like uh, four and five conference play. That's second best in the Pac-12 North from uh, as far as conference records go. That's it's insane. So good and competitive that they're just knocking each other off. I just well, don't think that's how it's it just is. Such a good conference. <laughs> such sorry. good football is being played. I'm sorry, and I like a lot of the Pac-12 schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like watching the football, but if I'm going to relegate somebody, it's going to. I thought about going with just the easy one. I hope this doesn't ruin it for you, Tyler. I thought about just picking Rutgers. That hurts. But now they get Greg Giano back, so I, I decided to leave them there. So who do you have for your uh, relegation award, Tyler? I am relegating. All college football fans who called to fire Nick Saban this year, <laughs> you are all relegated to watch FCS for the next season. Oh, I love it. That's my rule. Love That's my that. relegation. I am relegating all of you. Okay, but Tyler, they missed the playoffs. So the real question isn't, should he be fired? It's should he be executed, right? Yes. They have yeah. the death penalty in Alabama. No question. <laughs> There's no question about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's talk. Let's lead next week's show with that. Okay. Because that's what I Should believe. Should Nick Saban be executed for missing the no. playoffs? Everyone who called him out on Twitter, or a shitter, as Will has uh, called it over and over again, <laughs> it, it's ridiculous. They're, they're so used to winning in Alabama, so used to. I mean. You see Patriots fans, you know, it's like they're they're not insufferable. I don't think so. At least I go to Vegas every year for the Super Bowl. It's pretty cool because you get to kind of see what the different fan bases are like. And the Patriots have always been great because they expect to be there, but they're okay when they're when they're not there. You know, yeah. they're, 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 it just seems like they're kind of used to it. Alabama fans, they Spoiled. lose one, they lose one game, yeah, and everyone is calling for the coach. There was literally a fire Saban hashtag going around on Twitter. Yeah. So all you fans who say you're college football fans, say you're Alabama fans, you are all relegated to watch the FCS for the next year. Do you know what FCS teams are in Alabama? Uh, Maybe I can look it up. I think that uh, is Alcorn State an Alabama team. Let's see. Man, I don't know. I wonder what Alabama State is. That's probably an FCS school. Alcorn State is in Mississippi. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Close, neighboring. Though. Yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's it. Maybe they all have to watch Alcorn State. They all have to be Alcorn, Alcorn State. State fans. There you go. I like that. Boom. That's what you get. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. The Dr. Jekyll and Mr. <laughs> Hyde Award comes up next. <laughs> I know who you're going to go. Do you? Yes. I don't think you do. I'm going to go with Tennessee. Oh, Tennessee gets wow. the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde Award because I thought you were use this as an opportunity to complain a little bit more about 
Who, Jim. Michigan? Yeah. Oh, no. Come on, man. That's rude. How dare you? Um, no, they had a slow start. But this is we just saw two different Tennessee teams. They started one and four. They had losses to Georgia State and BYU, bad losses, then Florida and Georgia, which, you know, whatever. They were expected to lose those games. Then they finished six and one, and their only loss was to Alabama. So they actually, uh, you know, we had Jeremy Pruitt on our Ass is a Fire segment. We thought that he was on the hot seat, likely to get fired. They turned things around. Uh, hi, I want six tickets to Asses of Fire. Well, it seems like his ass is no longer on fire. He's not on the hot seat. He turned the Vols around. They're bowling. They have a tough bowl game against Indiana uh, this year. So that's my Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde Award. I had two teams. The first I already mentioned, Michigan. Uh, slow start, strong finish. The other, uh, Oklahoma State. Yeah. Week by week. That's this, probably the best. This wasn't a transition from early season to late season. It was just like... Who are they going to be this week? It was so spotty throughout the year. So sure. difficult to predict when they were going to show up. At times, they looked like the worst defense in the nation. And at times, they looked like they could have been the Big 12 champions. So Oklahoma State, my Jacqueline Hyde uh, team of the year. Okay, I like it. Uh, next up, best and worst uniforms. Yes. So for each, we'll just bo- both give our best and worst here. I have several here. Oh, okay, cool. So besides Michigan, obviously, I love Michigan's yeah. uniforms the most, which I think still look good. Uh, I think that's kind of objective for the most part unless you're an Ohio State fan um, I think they're classic uniforms but I won't pick them. if it's between Ohio State and Michigan Michigan has far better uniforms I don't like Ohio State's look like the gray uh, and I mean the, it's I don't like it look I hate them but I think their classic home jerseys mm. actually I think I like their the helmet design I like simple designs for the most so part. so you're more of an old school kind of yeah I like to keep it simple I mean occasionally you know there are like alternate or sweet you know one time, one time worn jerseys that I think look cool, but for the most part, I love the classics. Okay. And so, obviously, besides Michigan, the ones that I actually find myself loving the most, I love the Texas Road uniforms, the all whites. I think a lot of teams wear all white, and it doesn't look good. Classic. For whatever reason, with Texas, they look amazing. I love their all whites. And the other one I was going to mention, we're going to get to the Army Navy game uh, coming up a little bit later, but they're both wearing like kind of throwback style alternate jerseys this week, and they're both. Awesome. Yeah. I love the Army Navy jerseys for this week. My worst jersey of 2019 goes to Michigan State. They wore these alternate jerseys. They wore them for two games, and they were hideous. First of all, the color scheme was just a straight-up ripoff of the Seattle Seahawks. They chose like uh, that like the green. Neon green. Yeah, and it was so much that when they actually tweeted out their their jerseys, this was before the season started, like, hey, here's our new alternate jerseys. Someone noted that in their graphic design work, the like the guy, the mannequin, or the person that was modeling it was actually wearing Seahawks gloves. So they Shut they up. straight up took like the Seahawks jersey and then photoshopped Michigan State stuff on oh it. It was God. that much of a hack job. <laughs> if you look at their, I mean, the colors were disgusting. It just said state and giant letters across their chest. They looked really gross. And I think I actually like the dark green. Their normal colors. I like a Michigan, but their alternate jerseys this year were disgusting. So that's my worst. Uh, my worst. Uh, I have Indiana on here twice. Oh, really? Indiana wore two different jerseys, and it was the helmets. Now, I actually have pictures of both of these, so if it helps, maybe I can like just tell people how to, to Google them. Like, or uh, what do they look like? Des- uh, describe them. So, was it the one that has like the state flag with like the where it has the. Uh because their state flag has kind of a goofy logo. I'm no, wondering if it was no. What one was just the kind of the stripes on the helmet with the oh yeah the okay. red and silver stripes. Okay, and then the other one was just kind of uh, 
Oh, uh, it has the numbers. Yeah, it has the numbers on them. Okay. It starts white and red. Those almost look like, you know what I'm, I'm getting at here? Those look like Nebraska jerseys. I yeah. think this is like a Freudian thing <laughs> for you, Tyler. <laughs> so, yeah, the Indiana ones were bad. Uh, believe it or not, I'm going deep in the well here. Princeton has some horrible home jerseys. Really? Yeah. Like they, their standard home jerseys? Yeah, yeah. Okay. They, Everyone they, out there yeah, that's yeah. listening, go and Google Princeton home jerseys. I'm going to do bla- it right it's now. It's black and orange. So it's kind of a weird color combo anyway. And they have the Michigan-style helmet with a really, really bad-looking jersey. I have it uh, pull up here for you. Oh, wow. It looks like a, an ugly version of the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, it does. That's really it gross. Does, yeah. So Princeton is on my worst list. Uh, and then I had to put the Colorado State Rams on there. I mean, oh. just green and gold. See, this is all you just, wanna, went, you just went with the teams you don't like. It makes me want to vomit in my mouth. I actually like, I, I'm not going to lie, I like their jerseys. I think they're cool. I like their helmets, too, with the Rams. And the best jerseys. Now, <laughs> it's it's funny here. Uh, I'm going to go completely opposite from who you relegated. All of the Pac-12 teams do such a good job with alternate jerseys and the Pac-12 after dark jerseys. Mm. I love, even, you, you're talking University of Colorado, I'm biased there, I'll admit it. Washington has cool alternates. Oregon does what they do. Oregon State has really cool alternates. Arizona State's That's doing true. some cool things this year. Arizona, so the Pac-12 in general, you're right. I think has they really cool jerseys. They do have jerseys. really good alternates, and they don't ever, like, outside of Oregon, they don't go, like, over the top. Right, right. It's very kind of subtle, yeah. a week by week. And then, um, I like Tennessee's jerseys. If I'm going to go old school classic, mm. I love Tennessee's jerseys. I love Tennessee's stadium. I love how they have the checker end yeah, zones, and I like how, how, cool. how the fans kind of do the. So I think Tennessee overall, if you're going for that classic look, those those are my favorite classic jerseys in all of uh, college football. Okay, the Tennessee ones. I like that. Um, okay, next award we've got here: press conference of the year. This was too easy. Mike Leach. Mike Leach. <laughs> he called. His players fat, dumb, and happy and entitled after a loss to UCLA. Uh, his quote here, let's see. He said, you saw a pretty tough football team play a pretty tough football team. It's difficult to say how tough Utah is. Or Sorry, this was after the Utah game. And he said, uh, because they had token resistance on both sides of the ball from us. We're very soft. We get a lot of good press. We like to read it a lot. We like to pat ourselves on the back. And then he went on to say that uh, his offensive line was fat, dumb, happy, and entitled. I and love Mike Leach. That's the best. Can I actually say something about that, though? Yes. When he did that during the season, I was completely wrong. I thought it was going to be a negative for Washington State. I thought they were going to come back, not motivated. Their coach is beating them up. They responded very well after that rant. They oh, really? played pretty good football, yeah. So, Interesting. Yeah, I, I the thought pirate. He's the best. He's he, chock full of good. He quotes. is, man. I thought that he was gonna it was gonna be a negative for him, and it wasn't. Uh, I'm gonna go best press conference. Jim Harbaugh every year has the best quotes. I love uh, where he was asked about his team starting slow this year, and his response, of course, had to do with breakfast. That's like it's like warmed up oatmeal when it's rehashed or warmed back up. It just it's not good anymore. Uh, oatmeal is the first thing that comes to mind. You get this all the time. You're a Harbaugh guy. You're a Michigan guy. That's the best quote of the year. Best press conference of the year. He's full of those too. Yeah. Talk about oatmeal, man. He's, dude, his he's, t- he's made quotes about the Lion King and like Mufasa and stuff like that. He did. We, we talked about the potato salad Lion. quote a few weeks ago. Yes, that was good. Harbaugh loves to look. He's he's uh, right on that line of 
good crazy and bad crazy. He's clearly a little nuts. He's a little crazy, but it's it's more on the good side than the uh, like I'm kind of nervous around you side. He's a good kind of crazy. Did so, you see the just new like Lion Mike King? Leach? No, I didn't. I heard it was good. It was really good. Yeah, that's what everyone says. I will say there's a part of me that's just like I don't want to see like the, the, don't mess with the classics, but I heard it was good. So um, okay, we have well, I think we just have one more here. The airing of grievances. Now, being that it is right around Festivus, when is Festivus? Do we have is there December twenty third? So we're we're just three two weeks away from Festivus, a celebration for the rest of us. <laughs> if you don't know, uh, I feel sorry for you, but it's a Seinfeld reference. And part of these Festivus celebration is an airing of grievances, where you tell people around the table about your grievances with them. You got a lot of problems with them. You say it. So what we're gonna do here is. Uh, having an airing of grievances award, a weekly award here for a team, a person, or whatever, someone that burned you all year, you got a grievance with them. I, I'm trying to pull up. I should have had it uh, ready to go. There's a great, uh, it's the actual Seinfeld quote, and, and like you said, it's it's from the, got the show. a lot of problems with you people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's uh, that's Frank Costanza, uh, a classic. Yeah, maybe they may be able to get this to work. And tell them all the ways they have disappointed you over the past year. <laughs> and is there a tree? No, instead there's a pole. Requires no decoration. I find tinsel distracting. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the idea. That's Festivus, yeah. Yeah, that's the idea there, yeah. The area of grievances. So, so Tyler, give us your airing of grievance award winner. My airing of grievance award winner is... It's tough to do the production over here, Will. I got you. You're good. I'm going to go the USC Trojans. Now, let me explain, first of all, because I know USC didn't come in with sky-high expectations, but if you just... I always like to play my robot coach, hypothetical. And if you put a robot coach on every team in the nation, USC is like a top 15 team. This is they're, they're, They're talented, offense, defense, really good line. And, and Clay Helton's fighting for his job. So I really expected USC, everyone before the season was picking Washington and Oregon to win the Pac-12. There weren't that many people talking about Utah and not that many people talking about USC. And I said before the season started, why aren't more people talking about the Trojans? I thought they were the team to win, to win the Pac-12 this year. And really, you look around, you say the Pac-12 championship game last week. It wasn't a great conference this year. So I think USC missed a huge opportunity. Clay Helton missed a huge opportunity to save his job. Not many people would say the Trojans, but I'm going to go USC this year. Wow. You uh, you have a grievance with the Trojans. Interesting. I got a lot of problems with you people. All right. Well, mine is Northwestern. And here's why. Oh, when, huh. Every time this year, I would bet them to cover the spread. They always failed. Sometimes it was really bad beat territory, like in the uh, Stanford game week one. Uh, Other times it was against teams like Michigan State, whatever. But the thing is that it wasn't just that they wouldn't cover when I picked them. Then when I I got tired of (laughs) losing to them, I'd bet on their opponents to cover, and that would be the week that Northwestern would cover. They had a new five-star transfer quarterback that uh, came from Clemson. There was uh, Hunter Johnson was going to – I thought it was going to make them really good this year. They'd have a good defense. They ended up having – they they had won ten games three three, – the last three years running. This year, I think they they're four and eight. They're they're one of the worst teams in the Big Ten. Uh, they have one of the worst offenses ever, even with the new fancy quarterback. So Northwestern, uh, you win the award for the airing of grievances. Happy Festivus. Happy Festivus. Uh, well, is that it? Uh, we I think we do have one game to break down here. We got the Army Navy game. Oh, that is correct, isn't yeah. it? All so right. uh, we'll move right. on to that. The Army Navy game. Uh, you got the music queued up, Tyler. 
Oh, we're going to get all, we're going to get fancy music. with this Yeah, week, we huh? got to keep it going. Right. There we go. Okay, the Army-Navy game. One of the best rivalries in college football. Uh, I know that there's not going to be a lot of college football played this weekend. In fact, this will be the only game, I believe. Everyone should watch this. If you haven't watched the Army-Navy game, it's amazing. I get it that neither of these teams play in big conferences. You know, if, if you don't like the option, it can be tough. But who, first of all, who doesn't like watching teams run the option? It's amazing. It's one of the best rivalries. It's exciting. It's close. It's a game that's very high on my list of games I need to attend. So, anyway, uh, Navy favored by nine and a half, ten points, depending on where you find it. This game, it's played in a neutral site. It's played in Philadelphia at uh, Lincoln Field, where the uh, Philadelphia Eagles play. The Link. The Link. So, these are the top two rushing attacks in the country, you know, because service academies. Uh, they run the option, so obviously they're going to have the best rushing attacks in the country. A couple things to keep in mind here. This is the 13th game for Army. They're actually playing 13 regular season games this year, but they have no chance at a bowl game. They're having a really down year. Uh, they're going to miss the threshold. They're already 5-7 and seven through their uh, first 12, so a win here still wouldn't get them into bowl eligibility. It doesn't. Nope. So no bowl game for Army, so that, that could be a motivational thing for them. Army quarterback Kelvin Hopkins Jr., he's questionable. Uh, he got hurt against Hawaii two weeks ago. Uh, and the funny thing is that their backups, Jabari Laws, Christian Anderson, they're both injured, maybe questionable. Well, no one really knows. The uh, Army might be turning to a true freshman quarterback in Jamel Jones, but I don't really know. You have to ask yourself how much that matters. I know that the Army quarterbacks are asked to throw very little, just a couple times a game, if that. But you still have to make important reads in an option game, so it could still have an effect, but maybe not quite as much. They're really more running backs than they are quarterbacks. Um, Navy, on the other hand, Navy, a turnaround year. They were 3-10 and 10 last year. They're 9-2 and two this year. They're ranked in the top 25. Navy's killing it right now. Quarterback Malcolm Perry, he leads the FBS in rushing for a quarterback because service academies again, because <laughs> the option. Uh, he's the offensive player of the year in the American, actually. Uh, also interesting here, Navy, they're 11-3-1 in their last 15 against the spread. You look at the history in this game, Army has won the last three, but... Six of the last seven games have been by one score or less. This is, a, I mean, like I said before, it's a tough rivalry. I fully expect Army to play up, uh, uh, play up, you know, pass to their potential. Basically, they're going to have their best game against a rival Navy. But even still, there's something about the quarterback question at Army with Navy being a better team. They want revenge. They've lost the last three. I don't like that it is ten and a half. If that, if I can ten ten and a half, if it can drop down, if you could get it. To nine or less, I'd be all over Navy here. But even still, I'm hesitantly picking Navy here just because I think they are the better team. Although in a rivalry game, you never really know. Want to bet? <laughs> Would you like to bet on it? Bet board. This weekend, we are adding to the bet board. I'm going to take Army, who is three and seven their last ten against Navy, but in those games, seven and three against the spread. This is going to be a simple handicap for me. It's the one game on this weekend. It's a rivalry. These two teams don't like each other. Ten and a half points is just simply too many, and 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 like you mentioned, Army uh, injury concerns on offense. There's actually a couple offensive linemen who are questionable. I don't think that matters. They're going to have a good game plan. They know what what Navy's going to do. I think whoever's back at quarterback is going to have success on the ground. I don't know how much they're going to find through the air, but frankly, they don't need it because Army's only throwing the ball for about 80, uh, 87 yards through the air per game anyway. So give me Army in this nice rivalry game in Philly to keep it close. I don't think they necessarily win, but uh, 10.5 points, too many for me. Let's go Army. 
If you were going to join the service and you had to pick between Army and Navy, which would you be? Would you be a a Black Knight or a Midshipman? I don't like the ocean. Okay, you're not a seaman. You think you get? Do you, do you get seasick? Have you ever been out on no, like a big boat? No, it's just the fucking beach. I, I I don't like the beach. I don't know why people who doesn't love like the beach, the goddamn beach. Every time I go the to beach the beach, is nice. Every time I go to the oh, beach, Tyler, no. Let me let, let, let me let me just explain something real quick. It's, yeah. it's so ridiculous. I go to the beach. I'm there for for five minutes. I went to San just Diego. Five minutes. I went to San Diego last last uh, summer. Okay. Uh-huh. Went to the beach. Yeah, for like five or ten minutes. I didn't like it at all. I was gone after like ten minutes. I just went to appease my buddy. <laughs> we leave, and for the next three days, I'm finding sand in every little crevice of my body. I can't get the salt water smell out of my hair. I get sand everywhere. It's the grossest thing ever. I, 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 you get algae and plankton, all this nonsense washing up. You can't even go swimming. There's all different kinds you of can't bullshit go in the swimming. water. No, because there's all different kinds of like sharks. Yeah, well, not sharks, but that's one thing. But you're you're, you're cutting your foot on a whole. There's sharp stuff. There's 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 shells everywhere. Like I said, there's algae and plankton and seaweed. Oh my god, it's the most disgusting. I don't get how so many people just love going to the beach. I went. and I'm like, this is. Miserable. Oh wow! I think you are extremely in the minority here. So Tyler. no, I, everyone I would, else takes vacations to beach. Exactly. I don't get those people. I go to Vegas. Man, you if know you why? want a good beach, go to Mandalay's Bay's <laughs> Beach. This is uh, yeah. You don't like to relax. You like to go places where you can you can. Oh, that is so. You can false. pick things up. No, I like the beach it. is about relaxation. You sit on the beach. No, you Vegas. Tan, see, you listen to the washing the waves. <laughs> No, well, the, I just decompress a different way. I go to Vegas. Most people go to Vegas, and they go crazy, right? They, yeah. they get hammered. They're drinking. They're they're going. Oh, you've never they're, done they're that. Gambling. <laughs> I do that, but I, I I actually not so much people, anymore. No, but ask our buddies. Who, like we've said, we've been friends for a long time. People who I go with will always say. This is not my typical Vegas trip because yeah. I like to hang out in the sports book. I like to have cigars and yeah. martinis and relax and kick back. That. Is so what we need is a peace. sports that book on is the beach. Zen. Yeah, we no, need a no, book on the beach. no. Get it off the beach. The beach is the bad part. Get the it away book from sand. The, oh my god, I hate sand. You know what I love? I love that you were like this. I can't get sand out everywhere. That my I can't get the salt water. Tyler, have you ever heard of a thing called a shower? Have you ever heard of it? <laughs> well, I came back to Denver. It's like a week after San Diego, and I'm still yeah. No, you're right. Washing it, my it hair. It's like, your, dude. What well, the fuck? Well, not your hair. That There's, something's wrong with your method of hair washing, dude. I I will agree that you'll find sand like in your suitcase and your pockets and shit like that. It gets everywhere. You it's find just it like your ketchup. Hair, Whenever I eat anyone who has really ketchup lazy. on their hot dog, they can be sitting on the other side of the table. Somehow ketchup's gonna get on my stuff. I don't know how it happens, I had but it no does. idea we were gonna get here. But man, I love the beach, so that's fine. I'll, I, I won't invite you to the beach anytime. <laughs> Denver is the perfect place for you. Ed, There's no water anywhere. It's ideal. Denver, Vegas. You love deserts. You love yep. dry Just environments. Keep me away from. Tyler doesn't like water. All right, so you'd yeah. be an army man. So it's settled. Let's go army. I think I would too. Even though I'm not scared, I, I like the beach. I like the open sea. I suppose, but I'd probably be an army guy if I had to choose. I don't so. do beaches. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I that, will. I will. Though I would love one of those life. Life is a beach shirt. I'd wear one of those. So <laughs> I'll get you one for Christmas. Okay. How does that sound? Good. All right. That's it for the show this week, guys. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned. We're gonna have shows coming up in the in the coming weeks. We're doing bowl game previews. Uh, find it anywhere you can get podcasts. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at CFB Weekly. We'll see you next week. <laughs>